This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From MCIE. Producing podcasts on the road can be tricky. This episode is going to be stripped down a bit. My name is Tim Viegas from the Maryland Coalition for Inclusive Education, and you are listening to Think Inclusive, a show where with every conversation, we try to build bridges between families, educators, and disability rights advocates to create a shared understanding of inclusive education and what inclusion looks like in the real world. You can learn more about who we are and what we do at mcie.org. For this episode, I speak with Ryan Wilson, the director of Team Trust Productions. Ryan created Team Trust to help mission-driven organizations reach and serve their communications. He wants to help connect people with the entities, organizations, and resources they deserve to grow and flourish. Ryan's heart is advocating for persons with disabilities because he is one. Ryan has befriended persons with the same disability as his, osteogenesis imperfecta, and establish lifelong relationships with persons with visual impairments, hearing impairments, cognitive disabilities, and mental illnesses. Each one of these relationships changed his life. Before we get into today's interview, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Together Letters. Are you losing touch with people in your life, but you don't want to be on social media all the time? Together Letters is a tool that can help. It's a group email newsletter that asks its members for updates and combines them into a single newsletter for everyone. All you need is email. We are using Together Letters so that Think Inclusive patrons can keep in touch with each other. Groups of 10 or less are free, and you can sign up at togetherletters.com. Thank you so much for listening. And now it is my pleasure to welcome Ryan Wilson to the Think Inclusive podcast. 
why is it important for people with disabilities to be represented authentically in the media? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's very important, I guess, uh, generally speaking, for anybody to be represented authentically in the media, whether you have a disability or not. But for the disability community, a lot of times we are inaccurately represented in commercials, films, movies, shows, marketing, and photos, and in the news, where oftentimes, although this is changing, we're often cast as inspirations. I have a disability, I'm in a wheelchair, I'm inspiring because I'm conquering my disability. For one, I don't think I'm conquering my disability, I just have a disability, but we're just not necessarily portrayed accurately. But when the person telling our story, for example, really takes a moment to understand who we are on a personal level, then I think that really changes the perspective of not only the storyteller, the journalist, whatever, but also the person receiving or reading or viewing the story. You would have a better idea, Tim, and any listener out there that, you know, I'm not necessarily conquering my disability. I have a disability and I have a life just like anybody else out there. The only difference is that perhaps my experiences are a little bit different than yours. You might not know what it's like to go to a beach with your family and not realize you can't get to the ocean because... There's sand, and a wheelchair, power wheelchair, does not necessarily go in the sand. But at the end of the day, we're all humans, and I think a genuine, authentic connection is super powerful in many regards. Can you remember a time where you saw disability authentically represented, and what did that do for you? I think a couple powerful examples of disability being authentically represented are two films that come to mind. One is Crip Camp. It was released a couple of years ago, and it was just a remarkable story about this remarkable camp doing great things. And the individuals with disabilities were not cast as inspirations or suffering from this or that, it showed them laughing, smiling, it basically showed their whole range and whole spectrum of emotion and experiences. And so I think that's a, that's a big highlight in my mind. In addition to that, I tend to like this film called Rising Phoenix. It was also a, a good highlight, I suppose, in the disability community, really focusing on powerful stories at Paralympians. And we saw, I think, an equal balance on disability, but also humanity. 
Tell me about Team Trust Productions. Yeah, so Team Trust Productions is a disability-led production company, so I have a disability, and the main goal of what we do is to authentically portray and tell the stories of individuals with disabilities. It originally started from a film we did in Winter Park, Colorado, on visually impaired skiers and their able-sided guides. And so we've worked with a lot of nonprofits all over the U.S. to help them create videos that highlight their impact on the disability community. But we are expanding progressively into higher education. So that's working with universities and community colleges to help them really ramp up their understanding of the disability community. And what that looks like is making sure what their marketing is now is accessible and inclusive and also, of course, accurately represents disability. And so that does come with videos, that comes with just reviewing content and strategizing ways to make sure that current students at universities and future students feel like they belong and they know that they are welcome all around campus. And you're currently working on a number of projects for higher ed? Oh, yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> you're like, I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we have a few projects going on right now. It's really interesting to, I think I should, probably should throw this into our conversation. It's really interesting to learn how higher education views disability, not necessarily from an external side, so what we see just by looking at their website, but when we talk with leadership, there is a difference in how I perceive disability and how they perceive it, and that's fine. We're all learning, but there's really a kind of a a learning curve there for everybody, but just to understand why it's important to highlight and promote on a consistent basis disability. Is there a is there an example that you can give? I think a big one is that universities, generally speaking, just don't get the importance of including disability. So there's a big push everywhere across most industries to include diversity in marketing, to represent the world in which we live. But when we talk about diversity, that does include disability. And disability just so happens to be the largest minority in the world. How about that? And so... 
the reality is a lot of the leadership with universities don't have this abilities. A good portion of them don't really have a personal connection with the disability community, so they just don't understand why is it important that we do, a, for example, a film on one of our high-achieving disabled students, or why is it important that we add ASL to our videos? You know, I think anymore there is an a, a pretty good attempt by a lot of universities to have accessible websites because it's becoming the law. It is the law, but to go beyond that is something that I think they're still trying to grasp. I think you make a really good point about leadership having that there aren't enough school leaders in higher education that have disabilities, but also the personal connection. And I think that's something that we see in K-12 education as well, especially let's just look at school boards. School boards often make decisions about curriculum and hiring practices, and they set the tone and the course for equity initiatives, inclusion initiatives. And if it's not on their radar, they're not going to, they're not going to think it's important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. One, one thing I try to do is I try to tell stories, personal stories to me of how this would have benefited me when I was in college. So for example, like when I graduated from high school, I went to a community college initially and it was 20 minutes from home. I could stay with my parents and devour all their food and save up my money. But when I went to the University of Illinois after that, like that was an hour and a half away from where I grew up. There was no staying at home. And so understandably, my parents had all these concerns about my safety when I went to a big D1 school with 50,000 students. What would I do in an emergency? Where would I find personal assistance? All these questions that were really left unanswered until I went to school there. And so I try to talk with universities about that experience and just not knowing. And I talk about how if we more openly address how you serve the disability community, then someone like myself would be more inclined to utilize your campus, utilize your classes. One main reason I went to the University of Illinois was because I knew for a fact that I was welcome there. They had a dorm that was extremely accessible. Every single door was automatic. Where else do you see that? Yeah, that makes sense. If you know that a place is welcoming, you're going to want to go there. It's yeah. You're not going to want to fight just because it's closer to your house. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't interested in going to a four-year school right next door to home. Just right. not something I pull off. University of Illinois, that's the fighting Illini? 
Yeah, that sure is yeah. the fighting Illini. Yep, that's where I went. That's where my dad and I followed Illinois sports fighting Illini growing up when I was a kid. And so. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, I just had to keep on following the Illini, enduring all the losses. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you're in Colorado right now? I guess I am, yeah. So I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I moved out here last August from Illinois. Oh, wow. So pretty recent. Okay. Yeah. So I... Yeah, realized one day that I was tired of being surrounded by cornfields. So I thought I'd see higher ground, literally and figuratively. <laughs> and where I'm at in Colorado, I don't see any corn. It's actually sometimes hard to find in the grocery store. But I don't see any corn. I, I am pretty close to the Air Force Academy, so I still kind of have the university insights, but a totally different vibe than Central Illinois. Yeah, I bet. Wow. What are some things that would have helped you in K-12 education? That would have helped me find a, a good university or just I would have improved my experience in K-12? I think in, improve your experience. I guess I shouldn't assume that you had a bad experience in K-12? That's a good question. I haven't... I try not to think about K-12 too often. I had a personal assistant help me out every day at school. So they would carry my books, make sure that nobody hit me, etc. I felt like overall I had a good experience. I was in marching band, interestingly enough. In high school, so I played percussion, primarily xylophone. And I think it could have been helpful throughout that process if we would have included me in some of the conversations around what I 
could do and what I want it to do. And not that anything was bad. I think sometimes it seems like I might have been limited to a couple instruments that we could modify to my wheelchair. I didn't want to play bass drum. That just would not work out. But maybe I would have enjoyed other instruments in the percussion arena. So I played yeah, the miscellaneous type things, the cowbell, the triangle, the xylophone. But <clears throat> maybe a snare drum would have been fun. And I will admit that I wasn't the best percussionist. I had priorities, and those priorities, I can't say, were school. I tried to compete with very academically smart brother, but he was just so far ahead of me grade-wise that I'm like, okay, I'll just enjoy my NBA and Cheetos and call it a day. So when you we left college and you were trying to find a job, what was that experience like as a person with a disability? Yeah, I think the experience of finding a job fresh from college is and can be challenging for a lot of individuals with disabilities. And there are a whole bunch of possible reasons for that. For me, what was interesting was in my final semester of college, it felt, man, I really had some exciting projects going, some super exciting projects that I just finished, and I was interviewing for a job in Colorado Springs, and it was a very cool job, one that I really wanted and worked hard for, and naturally I didn't get it. So that was exciting, or not. But after that, there's kind of this period of applying for, I think for me it was maybe 60 to 70 jobs or so. I kind of lost track. And uh, just not really getting anywhere. You feel like you're just spinning your wheels. And so I took, I made the decision to go down the free route. So I kind of did a free internship, didn't get paid, unpaid internship with the Big Ten Network at the University of Illinois. So I was getting really good experience at the U of I with the Big Ten Network, creating films. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, you do need to pay your bills eventually. That does uh, uh, hit your bank account eventually. And so that did lead to a few opportunities within the U of I system. But for me, the best and most meaningful route seemed to be to create team trust because I just saw a lot of opportunities. And the pay is better than doing an unpaid internship. But the unpaid internship did pay off in the long run. So, yeah, it was... It was the experience of applying for a lot of jobs, um, desperation a little bit, but eventually kind of pulling a few moves and 
landing your way on the other side. When did you create or found Team Trust? Yeah, so technically it was January 4th of last year. So it's 2021, but it had already been brewing in the background from the film we did in Winter Park. Okay. And the film, when did you complete the film? Yeah, so we were in Winter Park filming January of 2018. We did the film. We wrapped it up within a few months. But that was just the film. And then I decided, what if I made this a business? And so that's when the idea came to form an LLC. So were you like a media, well, I don't know what the, I don't know what would the, the major would be. Yeah, like. so I was journalism. So I entered college wanting to be a play-by-play sports announcer for the NBA. I grew up watching Shaquille O'Neal. I wanted to be Shaq. Turns out he's a lot taller than I am and a lot bigger <laughs> So I thought the next safest and most realistic way to getting involved in the NBA was to do play-by-play. And at the U of I, I actually announced some Fighting Illini games, Fighting Illini basketball games. It was great. I did baseball and volleyball and women's basketball. But I realized that I think I, I found storytelling to be more meaningful. You know, just sitting down with somebody, like sitting down with you, getting to know who you are on a personal level, beyond what I see on social media, just learning what motivates you and what your goals are. Also, what what life was like when nobody is around. And that, I think, really struck me personally and that's why the team trust formed the way it did mm. so the, the film that you made the yeah, called- seeing with trust so once you made the film and you said hey i think this could be what i do mm-hmm. um what like, what was that like? The Walk me through those steps after you had decided to go that route. There are quite a few steps. You know, I think initially it was just kind of trying to find and almost create an opportunity that would be fulfilling and meaningful, but also something that could financially support me. And fresh from college, I can't say I had too much knowledge of how to do a business. Like, it was just, eh, this sounds like a good idea to me. But the reality is it, it goes beyond that. Does this sound good to a university or college? Or does this sound good to a nonprofit? And what's the data backing up this and that? And so... Initially, it was like, okay, I established this LLC. It seems like I should do something with it. 
And so as with, I think, most business owners who are very new to the idea of owning a business and really leveling up their profession, there's a big trial and error period of this doesn't work, this doesn't work. Okay, if I do a million things that don't work, maybe this one will work. <laughs> kind of feel like I'm still in that phase. But I'm learning a lot, and I think it was, in retrospect, very important that I created Team Trust just personally. I think I've learned a lot and grown a lot and been challenged a lot. But yeah, I think looking back, the beginning stages of Team Trust, the, that period of making a zillion mistakes was very important, and I'll just keep making more mistakes. Yeah, we yeah we all will. Yeah. So what's your goal with Team Trust? You have some projects going on in higher education, but is that something that, is that something you want to keep doing, or is there something else that you would like to do? Yeah, I think uh, higher education is really crucial for Team Trust because there is a growing number of kids being born with disabilities. And so universities and colleges will continue to see more and more students with disabilities on campus requesting accommodations. And so it's important that they understand, even at a basic level, why it's important to build a personal connection with the disability community some way, shape, or form. In the future, you know, I'm always down for about anything with Team Trust. I think the end goal is just to help businesses, regardless of size, understand deeply the importance and value of the disability community and really integrate disability into what they're already doing now on a consistent basis. And I think seeing a lot of big-name companies like Apple and Google do nice and very big things with disability, but that's not exactly the case for most businesses. And so if there is some way Team Trust can change that, then that's going to be very satisfying. Our audience is mostly educators, school leaders, principals, special education teachers, general education teachers. So it's a lot of people who work in schools. What is something that you would like to leave with that audience? That's a good question. I don't know. I think uh, it's just really important that we understand that any student with a disability is just human. We're, we all have hearts, and, and we all appreciate the feeling of feeling safe and heard and seen and understood. 
I think a lot of times we can get so busy teaching a class, working on a syllabus, an agenda, whatever you call it, that sometimes we can forget what matters, and that's to really touch the lives of the students on a personal level. It's great to get an A. Everybody should go for an A+. I can't say I got many. That happens. But I had a couple professors really just take the moment to understand and listen to who I was. And because of that, I excelled significantly in each of their classes. Because I I knew I had somebody who had my back and was open to accommodating my requests and needs and also challenged me. And so I think that's just really important for any teacher or educator to remember. We may look different, we may approach life a different way, but if you took a moment to, I don't know, ask us what we are interested in or what we like or don't like about their classes, maybe we could really build a personal deep connection that could go beyond the classroom and For those two professors I talked about, they became solid friends after the classes, and I still stay in touch with one of them. So, yeah, I think that's that really helped me. And I didn't get an A plus in their class, but I tried. (laughs) All we can do is try. (laughs) Ryan Wilson, thank you so much for spending some time on the Think Inclusive podcast. And thank you so much, Tim, and everybody for listening. Think Inclusive is written, edited, and sound designed by Tim Villegas and is a production of MCIE. Original music by Miles Kredich. If you enjoyed today's episode, here is one way that you can help our podcast grow. Become a patron and get access to ad-free episodes, behind-the-scenes posts, Join our Together Letters group and get a sneak preview of MCIE's new podcast series, Inclusion Stories. In fact, I'm here in Seattle, Washington this week getting more tape for our podcast series. This is going to be so exciting, folks. Sign up to be a patron. It would mean the world to us. Special thanks to our patrons, Melissa H., Sonia A., Pamela P., Mark C., Kathy B., Kathleen T., Jared T., Gabby M, Aaron P, and Paula W for their support of Think Inclusive. For more information about inclusive education or to learn how MCIE can partner with you and your school or district, visit mcie.org. Thanks for your time and attention. And remember, inclusion always works.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years. Years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.